Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to Episode 401 of the FCPA Compliance Report. In this episode, I visit with Doug Allen. Doug is a Managing Director at Ethosphere, and we talk about the application process for Ethosphere's World's Most Ethical Company Award for 2019. We talk about the process, how a company does or does not receive a WME deck. Uh, designation, what is the ethics quotient and how it was developed, what about companies that are under scrutiny, FCPA or otherwise, uh, and the feedback that Ethisphere provides companies. It's a fascinating exploration. The process is now open, so if you are interested in applying, this is something that uh, you should do for your company. It's really a, a great exercise to go through, even if you don't win the award. And if you win the award, it's, uh, it really speaks well to your company. It's a fascinating episode, and it's something that uh, every chief compliance officer and compliance practitioner needs to be aware of. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'm back for another episode. Today, you're in for a real treat because I have with me Doug Allen. Doug is the Managing Director at Ethisphere Institute, and he is here to talk to us today about the 2019 World's Most Ethical awards that Ethisphere um, grants uh, or honors companies with annually and the process by which companies uh, will go through this. So, Doug, uh, thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you, Tom. Pleasure to be here. So, um, I believe I'm correct that the uh, 2019 WME application process has opened up for entries, but I was wondering, Doug, if you could just start off with explaining a little bit uh, what a WME uh, honor is for a company, if uh, our listeners don't know, and then the process by which a company would uh, submit an application. Yeah, Tom, absolutely. So, for those of you on the line who may not be familiar with what the world's most ethical company's process is, is um, it's Ethisphere's marquee recognition that um, I'm, I'm very proud to say we've been doing for 13 years now. 2019 will be the 13th year we've had a, the opportunity to recognize organizations as part of this process. And really, WME, as we call it for short, is uh, really Ethisphere's take on recognizing and celebrating organizations who are exemplars and exhibiting ethical business standards and practices, who demonstrate ethical cultures, who exhibit strong governance practices, and have uh, great leadership and reputation uh, in the marketplace as well. Um, regarding the process itself, uh, it's very simple to get engaged. Um, for those of you who may be interested, the very first step involves getting registered on Ethisphere's website. Uh, right from the homepage, you can submit your organization's information and receive the information necessary to begin the application process. And at a very high level, Tom, uh, the process for, for applying for WME is really a, a three-step process. One, we, we ask organizations engage with our ethics quotient questionnaire, which we can go in detail here in a bit. Um, this is the questionnaire that we use to capture the current state efforts of the organization who's applying uh, in all of our different categories that we assess. So we'll look at, through the survey, your efforts in ethics and compliance, uh, the extent to which you're measuring culture, the sustainability and uh, social responsibility efforts of your organization, uh, governance practices involved as well, and also your leadership and reputation in the marketplace. Um, from there, we also ask that organizations submit uh, supporting documentation. So we look to not only see how you perform or the current state of your program through the questionnaire, but we also verify those responses through supplemental documentation as well. Uh, and then thirdly, uh, our team here at Ethisphere will conduct uh, research into your organization's reputation, uh, legal history, uh, and, and general practices as well through publicly available sources as well as reputation partners such as RepRisk as well. 
Uh, and that's why I'm at a very high level, sort of the, the process we go through when, when applying for WME. So, Doug, uh, I'm in Houston, and I have lots of friends in the energy space where I used to practice. And uh, many companies, many uh, rather compliance professionals and chief compliance officers look forward to this time each year. Uh, uh, when they go through the process, uh, they recognize it is it is some amount of work. Nevertheless, they view it as a positive internal exercise. So I wanted to kind of give that introduction and, and maybe ask your views on why should a company uh, go through this process and, and how is it just a valuable exercise? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Tom. And I'm happy to hear your, your friends and colleagues are excited about the process every year. That, uh, that makes us happy. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I discussed at the beginning that this is really uh, Ethosphere's marquee recognition, but the recognition component of, of the world's most ethical is really but a, a small portion of the value our organizations get when going through the process. Uh, so really, when folks engage with us, it's, um, you, you get a few different elements that are, are really valuable that we hear time and time again organizations latch on to. So first and foremost, just by engaging with the Ethics Quotient Survey, you're, you're introduced to really a, a best-in-class gap analysis and maturity roadmap, really, for your program. Uh, you can see clearly the, uh, through the construction of the questions and the way they're laid out that you can see where, based upon your answers, the strength of your program just from through reading the questionnaire. So there's a strong uh, really gap analysis and, and maturity roadmap presented just by engaging with the questionnaire. So that's certainly a, a strong value component. Uh, secondly, by engaging with the process, you, you get access to, I think, some of the best data in our space, quite frankly. Um, and what really sets our data apart, and, and as you know, Tom, there's a, an abundance of, of benchmarking and research in, in the compliance space overall. But I think what really makes our data set special at Ethosphere, uh, granted I am biased, but really I think what makes it special is, one, it's, it's vetted with the assessment team. So we make sure it's a credible and quality data set. Uh, and two, we have uh, a, a committee of methodology experts who we employ here at Ethosphere, not employ, but who volunteer and provide their expertise in ensuring that every year we review and modify the question set to make sure that what we do measure and capture is, is first and foremost valuable to the community, but two, is reflective of, of current best practice, is reflective of any uh, regula regulatory changes that may have occurred, uh, and also feedback we collect as well. So uh, you get access to this great data set. Uh, it's a gap analysis and maturity model, as I'd mentioned. Um, and then, of course, thirdly, it's the recognition component. It's um, uh, As anyone will attest, uh, you can open any media outlet today or any news website, newspaper, and the, the negative attention paid to companies can be strong in, in many respects. So we really pride ourselves in, in building this and promoting this sort of positive beacon for ethical business conduct that we're able to disseminate and promote and, and, and share with the community. So this is, again, it's a great opportunity to uh, get recognition for your program, for your efforts, uh, and again, be included among what we call the exemplars of the ethical business community. So we're really proud about that. So a lot of great opportunities for value for those who do engage in the process beyond just the recognition. Doug, I'd like to uh, maybe take a little bit deeper dive into a phrase you used a little bit earlier called the ethics quotient. Could you explain what that is, how a company uh, goes through the process, and what it really means for the evaluation side from, or the evaluation from the ethosphere side of this? Yeah, Tom, I'll be happy to. So the Ethics Quotient Questionnaire or Survey is, uh, as I had mentioned previously, is the vehicle we use to capture the current state of an organization's compliance program efforts, culture, CSR program, and other areas as well. And it really is the foundation of not only the world's most ethical company's evaluation process, but really a lot of the research and assessment work that Ethosphere does. Um, 
more tactically speaking, the, the survey itself is comprised of roughly 200 questions. Uh, we do employ quite a bit of skip logic, so depending upon what's in place at your organization, you may you know, see more, you may see less questions from there. Um, and it, again, it's, uh, it, it's the vehicle we use to assess the current state. And I had, as I mentioned before, it's, it's a survey that we update every year in conjunction with our methodology committee, but also our internal experts. Uh, and again, serves as the foundation for all the work we do here at the Sphere with respect to uh, data analysis as well. So can you, um, well, I guess one of the questions certainly that I hear in Houston is there's always an inquiry as to whether or not there's a difference in industries. Uh, is it uh, similar across industries? Is pharma treated different than energy, which is treated different than tech? And even across geographies, a uh, wide variety of geographic basis for many of the companies who uh, certainly apply and, and indeed uh, receive the honor. How does that work? Yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal question, Tom, and one we receive quite a bit every year. And the way we do this is the ethics quotient process and really the assessment process overall is standard for all organizations, regardless of shape shape or size. Uh, the application process is open to both for-profit and non-profits alike. Uh, and we do, again, have one assessment process for both. And the, the way we customize this or make sure it's most appropriate for each organization, given the diversity in organization structures, types, sizes, sectors, and so on, is through a few different methods. One, I had mentioned skip logic. So the question sets themselves are designed to refocus themselves based upon your current practice set within your organization. Uh, and then two, when it comes time to conduct the evaluation with respect to world's most ethical companies process, um, it isn't a, what I'll call a free-for-all in essence. What we do is to ensure that the process is um, comparable to, to appropriate organizations is what we do is we compare through the ethics quotient process, organizations with their like peers. So we won't be comparing a, a massive global multinational a uh, retail organization, for example, with a small, you know, regional tech company based in the Southwest United States, for example. So we, we line up organizations with similar ro- uh, risk profiles, uh, industry sector classifications, size, um, structures, and so on, and, and coming up with, again, what we call peer sets, peer company sets every year. Um, and when it comes time to evaluate companies, we then compare those groups within each other. And those who perform the best relative to one another are, are designated the world's most ethical companies for a given year. Doug, many uh, very large multinationals may have uh, uh, one or more regulatory or even um, Department of Justice investigations uh, ongoing. Uh, if a company is under investigation or inside the United States or out, can they still apply? Yeah, Tom, they, they certainly can. And really, Ethosphere's ph- philosophy on this is we, as part of world's most ethical companies process, we really strive to recognize and honor companies based on their entire body of work. So we don't focus on any particular policy or program that perhaps is is particularly groundbreaking, excuse me, groundbreaking or admirable. Um, and, and instead, look at the entire again body of work with a given organization. You know, uh, at, at the same time, we don't believe any one particular, we'll say, settlement, controversy, uh, regulatory action, or fine necessarily disqualifies any particular company from being honored in the process. Uh, however, we do take all of that into account, right? So we do take again the entire body of work into account when conducting our evaluation. Um, and really, at the end of the day, Tom, it's it's we look at how companies essentially prepare their employees for ethical dilemmas, how they respond to unethical or legal actions, you know, as soon as it's uncovered, and, and really general culture and policies are, are all considered as part of the investigation. So um, with those finds in mind, organizations are welcome to apply. 
And again, we, we take the entire holistic body of work into account when, when conducting our evaluation. So uh, in a, uh, you listed out the, uh, the three-step process for uh, the application, but I'd like to now focus mm-hmm. on step three, which, was the, which is the research that Ethisphere does. So uh, I take it from that work that uh, Ethisphere um, uh, verifies companies' responses to not accept those. Could you um, just carte blanche, but could you explain that portion of the process? Yeah, and, and Tom, I'll, I'll back up a little bit and give you and your, your listeners a, a holistic view of sort of what our team does behind the scenes with respect to the evaluation. So when an organization applies for World's Most Ethical, uh, first and foremost, the survey submitted. We had mentioned the, world, the Ethics Quotient Survey. And once submitted, the survey itself arrives at a score for a given organization. We call this an unverified ethics quotient score for a given company. And what the evaluation team does at Ethisphere is then we'll go through and review supporting documentation and additional evidence to attest really to the quality of the program and the answers submitted. So we'll go ahead and verify the answers and conduct a review of the materials provided. Um, And with that information in hand, we'll go ahead and adjust scores, credit to the application overall based upon what we found through the documentation. Um, So from there, we arrive at what we call a verified ethics quotient score. Um, From there, the team then, as I had mentioned before, conducts that reputation research. So we'll look at adverse media that may be present, um, look at outstanding litigation, if there's a history of misconduct, really the overall ethical track record, if you will, uh, really relying on publicly available information, uh, and as well as reputation research done through our partners over at RepRisk as well. So we take that into account and, and also factor that information into the overall credit for the organization as well. Um, again, the, the EQ score is go, goes from unverified to verified based upon Ethisphere's evaluation. And then the final EQ score that we arrive at uh, is then compared to other peers uh, on considerations such as, as I mentioned, industry, size, both in headcount, in revenue, resources, location, and, and structure as well. So they all come into account when conducting our analysis, and those who perform the best are then designated world's most ethical for, for 2019. So that at very high levels is sort of the, the process by which we follow. So, Doug, uh, you uh, mentioned uh, in your opening remarks that the WME is really Ethisphere's signature recognition for companies. But I don't want listeners to to go away thinking that WME is the sole thing that uh, Ethisphere does. So I was wondering if you could uh, give a few words about um, how the WME process aligns with Ethisphere's other services, but also your value and your mission as you see it. Yeah, I'll be happy to, Tom. So, Ethisphere overall, we we get asked quite a bit. You know, why does Ethisphere exist? What's what is your purpose here? And uh, really, the, the the sole mission underlying Ethisphere and everything we do is to advance standards of, of ethical business practices, right? And that's that's at the core of what we do as an organization. Um, and in pursuing that mission, we follow three key tenets. First and foremost, we we measure against standards. We we codify, measure organizations against standards of ethical business conduct, the leading standards on ethical business conduct. Two, we, we pride ourselves on recognizing those who are exceptional in these areas. Again, you know, WME falls right into that. Uh, and then third, we, we pride ourselves on inspiring advancement. So we do that through our various communities, our Business Ethics Leadership Alliance, our WME community, we, uh, our various media outlets, events, publications, we, we try to turn that recognition of excellence into an, uh, a vehicle to inspire others to pursue similar aims. So again, measure ethical standards, 
recognize excellence and inspire advancement are the three tenets that Ethosphere follows in pursuit of its mission. And really, WME touches on all three. This is uh, WME, in a sense, through its ethics quotient process, measures against standards. Of course, the nature of WME recognizes excellence by the, by the designation itself. And through inspiring advancement, we, as you may be familiar with, Tom, we have our uh, every March, our gala, gala awards dinner with which we recognize all those who are honored for the given year and conduct an event to really celebrate their successes uh, as part of this process. So we really try to use that to inspire others as well. Um, so that is sort of how WME plays into the overall mission of Ethosphere. Uh, the, the outcome, the data itself that Ethosphere generates through WME is foundational to almost everything we do within the organization as well. So uh, we then, throughout the year, take the information and insights we collect as part of the evaluation process and give it back to the community in the form of thought leadership. Um, my colleague, Erica Salmon Vernon, I believe in a previous podcast, referenced uh, the insights document we publish every, every uh, spring in a given year that highlights the key trends, the insights we've discovered through going through the process. Uh, we use the data to conduct benchmarking exercises to um, conduct program assessments. It's it's the data that really, again, drives a lot, or most of what Ethosphere does, beyond just the recognition program as well. So I was wondering if um, uh, you might uh, tell us uh, where uh, someone could go, Doug, to find out uh, more information mm-hmm. if they wanted to start the process. Uh, is there a site? Um, and is the process open up for application uh, now? Yeah, for, for anyone interested, the, the first step I would recommend checking out is, of course, our website, ethosphere.com. Right from the homepage, there's a link to register your organization. Uh, registering, there's no fee to register. Uh, you're, uh, by doing so, you'll receive information on the process. You'll have access to all of our application materials, the questionnaire, the, the guidelines for, for supplemental documentation, more information on our assessment process and insights. Um, it's all available publicly. Uh, you're welcome to download it. You're welcome to review it. So I would suggest, Tom, as a very first step, jumping on the website, registering your organization, and taking a look at the materials as well. Um, I believe we, we, we recorded a webcast on, I think it was August 7th, where we highlighted a lot of information on the process as well. You're welcome. Uh, your listeners are welcome to download that from the website also. Um, but yeah, uh, the application process itself opened up August 7th. We do accept materials all the way through Friday, November 9 at midnight is the deadline for all of those interested in submitting materials to submit their application. Um, and to give you, Tom, a sense of the timeline involved, we spend the rest of the winter and early spring seasons reviewing the materials. We notify organizations of their status in early February privately. So whether or not you, you organizations are recognized for 2019, we'll make that notification privately in early February. And in late February or early March, we'll make a public pronouncement only of the honorees. We don't make it a point to publish any information on those who were not recognized but did apply. So we will make that public pronouncement late February, early March. And as I had mentioned before, March 12, uh, 2019 will be our gala awards dinner, followed by two days of our global ethics summit. This will be the 11th year that Ethosphere hosts our annual conference on uh, ethics and compliance and global leadership, uh, also in New York. So again, it's kind of a, a recognition and celebratory event to recognize those organizations who made the list for a given year. So we're really excited about that. Um, and again, it gives you a sense of the, the timing involved and, and what's to come for WME 2019. So I can only add from my perspective, Doug, that the Global Ethics mm-hmm. Summit is truly one of the uh, the uh, each year annual conferences that I think are a must attend. It's a, it's a great conference. It's a great celebration. The keynote speaker is uh, always 
first rate and top notch. And um, it's a great place for ethics and compliance professionals to gather to uh, celebrate not only the profession, but also uh, great information about uh, best practices going forward. So uh, if you have the chance to go, uh, definitely you should go. And and I just want, once again want to say, if you're listening and you're thinking about engaging in the pro- this process, uh, there's really no downside to doing so. You will give yourself the opportunity to uh, be a great gap analysis, a great self-assessment, great benchmarking, and uh, moving your program forward just going through the process uh, itself. Uh, Doug, uh, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if uh, anyone had any specific questions and they wanted to have more information from yourself, could they uh, reach out to you? And if so, how would they do it? Yeah, Tom, they're, they're more than welcome to. We have a really robust frequently asked questions section on our website specific to WME, but of course, as, as folks engage in the process, more specific and nuanced questions do almost always arise. So you're welcome to reach out to me directly uh, over email. I'm over at uh, douglas.allen at fsu.com. Allen is A-L-L-E-N, douglas.allen at fsu.com, and I'll be happy to uh, answer any questions, assist in getting organizations set up in the application process, or really address any other concerns regarding WME, Ethisphere, or the process overall. So I'll be happy to help. So, Doug, thank you for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you very much, Tom. It's been great. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you're a CCO, I hope you will consider applying for Ethisphere's World's Most Ethical Designation for 2019. I'm going to link to the uh, application uh, site on the show notes to this podcast. The, I hope you'll join me again next week for another episode of the FCPA Compliance Report, where I'm going to have a fascinating exploration with Professor Matthew Stevenson of his views on the Hoskins decision. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.